Well, uh, the show we're watching is um interesting show. I still don't quite understand this DMF, but I hear about this movie that people were talking about even years ago. It's called The Suicide Squad. Yes, I am um, not quite sure what The Suicide Squad is, but it's a very peculiar film. Um, it didn't do very well at the box office, but it kind of became a cult hit in some ways. Yes, that uh, very much is what happened. Is It became a cult hit. Yes, well, I'm not sure what we're going to do about that, but, you know, let's continue watching. This is quite an interesting little show. Yes, I think we shall. Listen to me say, welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yachts. This is episode... Let's start the show. Welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yachts. This is episode... 104. So this is season two, episode four. And this is just the regular show. And I'm going to talk about, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about life. I'm going to talk about Eric Warnick's book. I'm going to talk about the film Tropic Thunder. I'm going to talk about the Suicide Squad. And I think that'll be all for this week. So stay tuned. A lot of interesting things are happening. Um, I've recorded some of this before, but I've, you know, trying not to, I'm trying to do an episode a week. Um, I've added different things to it. Um, I have an interview that is ready. I just have to listen to it and do the editing of it. Um, looks like I'm going back to Florida to do a play. I'm very excited about that. Um, I will talk about that more as uh, things come. Um, the short film I'm working on is, you know, get, it's getting there. I mean, we've got a script idea now. Now we're just kind of getting the script out there and making sure that it's, you know, detailed and it, it's something we can follow when we shoot it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be going to Florida for two weeks, so that will be exciting. Um, yeah, a lot of different things. Um, oh, and I, I have a one-man show coming, uh, October 16th is what I'm aiming for. Uh, one-man show, many monologues. So, me, 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 um, it's basically an hour show, and it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm putting a lot of work into it, and I hope you will enjoy it. So, yeah, I've got a lot to talk about this week, um. Um, I read Eric Warnick's uh, book, which I just think is an amazing book. 
Um, Tropic Thunder is a great film. Uh, the Suicide Squad, I loved it. And uh, I've got a little bit of things that you can try to feel better about things. So, yeah, so a lot of things going on in life. Um, I'm just excited. I'm just excited to keep moving forward. I'm excited for this show. Um, I'm bringing my microphone down there so that I can um, continue doing um, things. A lot of great things are happening in wrestling. I'm just um, just really excited. I think uh, life is good right now. Uh, for me, right now, life is, is really good, and I just want to continue to put out quality. I, I never want to just put this out. I want to put quality out there. And I want to um, get more interviews. So there should be an interview soon. So I want to talk about this book, Meant for This, The Mindset and Strategy to Achieve Your Most Impossible Dreams. Once again, The Mindset and Strategy to Achieve Your Most Impossible Dreams meant for this, Eric Wernick. I came across her channel on YouTube, and I thought she had some really fascinating things to say. So I rushed out and I bought her book. And I have finished it, and I must say it is a fantastic book. And every actor who is acting now needs to read this book, because this is just fascinating. Um, she's basically... Well... Her website is called HollywoodSuccessCoach.com. Um, she's kind of like a mentor. I, I wouldn't say a business coach, but somebody who... Um, uh, how do I explain this? Uh, it's hard to explain exactly what, what she is because I haven't seen this before. Oh, wow. She's got another book. I didn't even realize that, just looking at this thing. L.A. Bound, The Ultimate Guide to Moving to Los Angeles. I'm going to have to read that as well. Um, she's basically somebody who, you know, say you're starting out, and she's kind of like a mentor, somebody that can bring you up, somebody that can... Um... Wow. I'm having the hardest time trying to explain exactly what she does in short words. She's basically a success coach. So somebody that, you know, is going to put you on the success for, for not so much on the business side or on the acting side, but your mindset, which is very important. A lot of people forget about this, that the mindset is the most important thing an actor can have. I always say this, it's either your voice and confidence. Those are the two things you need. Everything else is just kind of going to help you in other ways. But confidence and voice are the only things you truly need. And she's helping you with the confidence part of knowing that you're good, knowing that you can do this, knowing that you have a dream and that you can make that dream possible. She uses something um, in one of the videos, not in the book, but in one of the videos talking about how, um, you know, people try to say that, you know, succeeding in acting is like winning the lottery. Well, how many lottery winners do you actually know? And then she says, well, how many actors do you know that have made it? 
there you go. That's enough said. So it's not, it's not like that. And what she's trying to basically say is that we are creating our own barriers. We're kind of our own worst enemy in some ways. And she helps with a lot of people just like kind of writing it down, breaking it down, and working backwards. She has something that she talks about in the book where, you know, you work backwards. You start here and then you work backwards. So you're reverse engineering, which is a great thing. Um, what is it? The, the book um, Start With The Why is, is a lot, has a lot to do with that. Um, she talks about her 10 pillars. Um, the first pillar is abundance. All I don't, I don't want to go into the, the book in detail because um, I suggest you read it. It's a nice read. It's it's not you know it's not overly complicated. I, I feel every actor though needs to hear this because it's it's just it's so important. It's the hardest thing, and it's never really addressed. Uh, they're always kind of just trying to make you feel like um, a pawn in this game, and she's saying no. Your dream is bigger than you. Your dream includes other people your success will make others succeed i mean it's it's really great book i i every time i've read it every chapter i've read of it i i just feel inspired to do more and i think it's very important to have that mindset especially in this business because this business does not make it easy for you but in some ways thinking like that that it's not going to make it easy for you is part of the problem to begin with it's we need to change the whole mentality and start thinking, oh, actually, I can do this. This isn't that hard. I just need to be smart and be strategic, just like anything. I mean, Jim Carrey said it best, you know, we can fail at things we don't like. You can fail at anything. So we might as well choose the things we want to do. And people don't realize that. I'll, I'll ask some people, I'll say, what do you want to do? And they look at me like I've got something gross in my teeth or something, something repugnant. And it's, it's frustrating. They haven't heard that before. And that's the most important thing. What do you want to do? Because if you don't want to do it, it's never going to happen. You have to have the vision. You have to see what you want, what you can become. And she helps with that. And I thought this was one of the, this is the best book I've read of 2021. I haven't gotten a chance to read a lot of books that were set like in um, 2021. I've been reading a lot of, you know, past books. But f so far from the books that I've read, this has been my favorite book. I think this woman is a treasure and an inspiration to all actors and all fields. You can take this. It, it's not just acting, but actors, I very much recommend reading this book. But anyone. Because success it just starts with the reverse engineering part. You need to look at it and say, it can be done. It's not impossible. So I want to leave you with that, and I want to say thank you. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about the film Tropic Thunder. So, let's talk about the film Tropic Thunder. Believe it or not, I had never seen this film before. And I actually own the film, embarrassingly enough. But, I'd seen parts of it. And I knew bits of it. 
But I really enjoyed this film. It's a satirical um, action comedy, I guess you could call it. It's directed by Ben Stiller. And the screenplay is by Justin Theroux, and Ben Stiller, and Eaton Cohen. Funny thing is, I believe from this film, Justin Theroux got the... Um, he got the invitation to write Iron Man 2 after making this film, which has its, you know, detractors in it. Um, the film stars Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr., Steve Coogan, Jay Baruchel, I can never pronounce his name right, Danny McBride, Brandon T. Jackson, Bill Hader, Nick Nolte, and they don't have him listed here, but I'm going to list him, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, the music is done by Theodore Shapiro. I thought he did a fantastic job of scoring it. Um, you wouldn't think um, a comedy would need a, a score like this, but when they're kind of mocking certain things, fortunately that is thunder, so we'll have to deal with a little bit of thunder because I kind of want to do this right now. I could stop, but I want to keep going. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's basically about, you know... Three actors, they kind of are thinking they're going to go finish a movie and they realize that they're actually out in the jungle. It's it's a funny... Um, it's a funny... It's, it, it's a funny concept. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic in it. He plays a an actor, a, an Australian actor, who is... I believe it's an Australian actor. Let me make sure. Yes, an Australian method actor, as they like to call it, a five-time Academy Award winner named uh, Kirk Lazarus, and he changes his pigmentation to play a black man. And today that would be very taboo, but it's um, it's really funny in this movie. Uh, ben Stiller plays a character named Tug Speedman. Uh, he's basically an action star that's kind of on the way down, and Jack Black plays Jeff Portnoy, who is kind of like um, a take on Eddie Murphy at the time, just doing these comedies where he's just playing himself over and over again. It, it's a really funny movie. The the com the dialogue is is crisp. It it just flows. This is kind of you could also say that this was the beginning of the McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey's Renaissance. McConaughey's? Is that it? Is that how you say it? I don't know. Um, it filmed in Hawaii, and you can see that. It's got that Hawaii look. Um, the cinematography is great. It's kind of mocking a lot of, you know, the set behavior. So the film kind of takes place in a, in a fake film, and then that leads them to um, a real situation. It's really funny. Um, if you like, uh, I forgot. Another actor in this, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise plays uh, Les Grossman, who is kind of a, a takeoff of, um, I've got to believe, Joel Silver and um, a lot of executives. Uh, actually, no. Yeah, I'm reading. He's, he was based off of Scott Rudin, who uh, was a very, uh, very angry fellow <laughs> and would have uh, tantrums. But, you know, you're talking to a guy who listens to Vince McMahon and is heard all the stories about Vince McMahon, so nothing shocks me anymore. Um, but it's really funny. And I, I the, the cast is brilliant. Um, I, I'm going to get into spoilers, so here we go. Okay. I mean, the film's been out since 2008. I mean, if you're 
turned off by this spoiler. I don't know what to tell you. It did really well at the box office. Um, the comedy in it is just hilarious. Uh, as I said, Robert Downey Jr. is so funny in it. Uh, the, the fake trailers, which they actually put movie studio logos at the beginning of it. So if you actually watched it, you would think it was actually a real trailer. That was brilliant. Um, it's it's broad comedy. It's funny. Um, they make fun of a lot of, you know, you know, they've got a part where uh, Tug Speedman, Ben Stiller's character, is watching like an Access Hollywood and they're making fun of him. And they're saying like, one more flop and that's it, you know. And his agent is played by Matthew McConaughey and he's basically just playing, uh, I believe, like Wii Tennis. <laughs> He's got giant posters of it. Um, Bill Hader's in it. He's funny. Tom Cruise plays uh, Russ Grossman, who's just like, I do not negotiate with terrorists. We're going to basically just have to, you know, let these guys die. Uh, the film, you know, when they're shipped off to the jungle, the director, uh, played by Steve Coogan, is like, we're going, we have cameras everywhere that will take care of this and this filming will be done and he steps on a landmine and blows up and they don't believe that he's actually the real uh the real director so they're picking up his head and going see it's not really him this is fake makeup and stuff like that and then there's a a, a recurring joke in there where um ben stiller played a character called um simple jack and uh, the Vietnamese people that see him like are like that's our favorite film so they make him do like a play version of it and Ben Stiller's character becomes you know transfixed and he loses himself and there's a part um there's no way else to say but crass um I'm, he says he says to him, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. says to him he says never go full retard <laughs> I mean that's the line I don't you know it, you know, he, he and he brings up his examples. He says, you know, Rain Man, you know, Dustin Hoffman, you know, not retarded. You got a, you got, <laughs> you got Forrest Gump, uh, Tom Hanks, not retarded. Never go full retard, which plays into the film. It's not, it, it could be just this like little thing, but it actually plays into the film because at the point he does go completely into it he's saying don't get fully into it don't lose yourself in the character is basically what he's trying to say and uh robert Downey jr's accent as kirk lazarus when we finally find him as kirk lazarus is this really well-spoken it sounds a lot like uh, a mix of mel gibson and this um hoity-toity actor that we haven't seen um oh well here we go i, I just read something he was modeled off of russell crowe Daniel Day-Lewis, and Colin Farrell. <laughs> That's even funnier to think about it. And he has done an Australian accent in uh, Natural Born Killers. I believe he was actually nominated for... I believe he was nominated for an Oscar for um, for Tropic Thunder. It was kind of a shock because they don't really nominate um, comedies. But he did such a wonderful job in the film. I think that they did I'm, I'm gonna make sure that i'm correct yes he was he did receive a nomination for best supporting actor now that was the year that uh that heath ledger won for the joker and there was like no way that was not gonna happen uh, nick nolte is great as this character who's written a book but is supposedly just um a charlatan <laughs> um but it did re very well at the box office it's funny 
and uh, you, I actually, there were actually points where um, I'm watching uh, Downey Jr. and his black face makeup, and it looks so realistic at times. I'm like, he kind of looks black in some ways. Um, it's satirizing so many things. Um, the score is necessary because there are parts where they're making fun of um, war movie scores. And there's parts when they need to bring it serious, and they're bringing that tone in there. And, you know, I thought the um, the scoring was very well done for um, for this film. Uh, Theodore Shapiro, who has done films such as uh, he's done Bug... He did, um, let's look at all these things. He did the movie Heist, not another teen movie. So he's done a lot of scores where they kind of just are like playing along. It's not really a score where you notice. It kind of just fades into the background. But uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, I thought that's a fantastic score. So I, um, I stand corrected. I think it's a fantastic... Oh, and he did uh, Last Christmas, which I reviewed on here. And I liked, even though a lot of people don't like it. Um, so he's done a lot of comedies, but yeah, Central uh, Central Intelligence uh, with Rock and um, Kevin Hart. That's a good film, too. So I thought this was a terrific film. Really funny. I'm very glad I watched it and just sat down and, and saw it and... It works. It's really good. You can see why they gave Justin Throw the um, the job of writing Iron Man 2. And uh, when we come back, I am going to talk about The Suicide Squad. Okay, so I just saw the movie The Suicide Squad which is directed by James Gunn. It was written by James Gunn, and it stars Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman, Sylvester Stallone, Viola Davis, Jai Courtney, Peter Capaldi. There's a lot of other people here that I'm going to... that is not listed here. So let me go... Uh, John Cena, I said that. Let me list some of the other actors who are in this tool wonderful... Uh, Daniela Melanquar, uh, Abner C David Dasmauchin, Dee Bradley, Michael Rooker, Pete Davidson, Nathan Fillion, Sean Gunn, Flu Fula Borg. Yeah, quite a few, quite a few names in this film. And the music is done by John Murphy. So let me talk a little bit about Suicide Squad. I thought this was a terrific film. It really took what we were hoping the first Suicide Squad was going to be about. These expendable, you know, villains just sent out on a mission and left to pretty much die. They didn't have, they don't really have a choice. They, if they run they die. If they stay, they die. There are a lot of things that could have happened. And I think this film touches on that, you know, that idea of people going on a mission. And that's what Suicide Squad was supposed to be. And they kind of, it got lost in translation. 
they tried to turn the last Suicide Squad into Guardians of the Galaxy. Ironically enough, or funny enough, however you want to say it, James Gunn actually directed the sequel. And, well, I don't know. Do you, Is this technically, this is kind of a sequel, but it's also kind of a reboot. So it has elements of both, but it's really well done. I thought this was a terrific film and job well done. James Gunn, he knows what this needs to be. He brings in the right tone of music, which was one of my biggest critiques of, of just Suicide Squad was the music they picked was very just, you know, top 40s, you know, music you all knew, whereas James Gunn picks songs that no one thought to use. And I thought that's the genius of what uh, James Gunn can do. Uh, the cinematography by Henry Baum was fantastic. The music by John Murphy. Uh, John Murphy did the score for 28 Days Later, uh, 28 Weeks Later. He has very interesting sounds that he brings to it, and it was not lost on any of us. Uh, he also Another great score he did was uh, Sunshine. So he's worked a lot with Danny Boyle. Um, I just thought this was a, a terrific soundtrack, as well as the background score. All of it, everything works really well. Now let's get a little bit into spoilers. So, okay, you've been warned. So yeah, after um, James Gunn was taken off of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 because they just fired him, he went off and did was going to do the Suicide Squad. Now they're going to bring him back. That's a great news for all of us. And uh, this... This film also um, spawned a, a, a spinoff series uh, starring John Cena's character, The Peacemaker, which will come out in uh, January 2022 on HBO Max. This had the blood, the violence, the language that it needed. Suicide Squad, the movie that came out in 2016, tried to dumb all that down and turn it into a PG-13 movie. This is a rated R movie. And they bring in the guys that we all know from the Suicide Squad, like King Shark. King Shark should have been in the first Suicide Squad. Instead, they put Killer Croc in there. They just were lazy with all the villains in there. And then they shoehorned the Joker in there. And then they cut him out in editing. So, you know, David Ayer's cut, I believe, is, is truly a superior film if we ever get to see that film. And they should release it. And hopefully they will. But who knows? I don't know. They just seem scared to do that um just the way this film starts it's kind of does a 180 you think it's about these guys and these guys are just expendable and they just die in the first 10 minutes and then we meet the the actual suicide squad idris elba john cena those the characters that they're playing Bloodsport, peacemaker king shark Ratcatcher 2 and you see them all just kind of going around and john cena's character the peacemaker has one of the best lines ever he says basically he says i cherish peace with all my heart but i will kill every man woman and child to make sure that i have that peace and i just like oh my god that, that was like that's the best that, that's like the best way to look at it he's basically american ideals taken to the nth degree yes i want peace but i'm gonna kill you for that peace he he made that character i i was i was I was blown away with what Cena did. Somebody finally took the things that Cena does really well and 
made them work. Bessina has this awkwardness to him. And he was able to bring that in and make it work. Margot Robbie, I thought she did a great job with um, Harley Quinn. Some people hate her version of Harley Quinn, but I thought mm -hmm. she did a... I thought this was a great um, follow-up. You know, um, yeah, follow-up in some ways to Birds of Prey. It just kind of... It, it highlighted the character more. Viola Davis had more to do as Amanda Waller. We, f we sense the fear that this woman will kill anyone that gets in her way. Um, King Shark, the shark that has no friends but is just just wants to fit in. It's so sweet. You know, he, he has no friends. He says he has no friends, and he kind of learns to have friends. And there's this sweet scene where he's seeing these fish, and he thinks they're his friends. And they eventually come out, and they attack him. It's like his first real friends, and they attack him. It was so... Uh, Idris Elba brought so much to Bloodsport. Um, he brought all these different uh, layers to him. And there's a part where he meets his daughter and they just start screaming at each other and it's the F word, F word, F word. I'm like, that's how it would be if you were in an interrogation room with your daughter. You know, dysfunctional families don't try to be polite. They're just in your face. I have some people in my family who exactly would act like that. And I was like, yes, that's what it's like. Thank you, James Gunn, for putting that in. Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg had so much to do, had more to do here. Where, you know, you really got, you know, the, he was one of the best things of the of that version of Suicide Squad. Jai Courtney, he, he gets killed in the first five minutes. That was a, a shocker. Peter Capaldi's character as a guy is grievous, the thinker. Oh, man, nobody can monologue like Peter Capaldi. There's a reason he was Doctor Who, and he just brought it. Um, David DeMouth as um, Polka Dot Man. What an interesting little story. Uh, Ratcatcher, too, whose father in the flashbacks is played by Taika Waititi. It, it just, I, I can't say enough great things. Nathan Fillion plays a character that gets killed first and called the Detachable Kid DD, TDK. So basically he can take his arms off, and, you know, basically it's done for comedy, and it's, it's one of the funniest things ever. You know, he was actually in the first uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's the guy that gets the uh, his hand up his nose, you know, uh, by Groot. It, the, everything. The, the music in it. Um, one of my favorite songs that he uh, that he put in this uh, in this film, which I, I thought was I was like, wow, he's bringing in a different uh, whistle for the choir by the Fratellis. That was a great use because there's the part where she meets this general and we just get the whole story of Harley Quinn falling in love with this guy right off the bat. I just thought this was a terrific film. And then the big thing, they revealed this in the commercial and in the trailer, but I didn't watch the second trailer, so I came into it not knowing that Starro, the Conqueror, would show up. And when he shows up, they 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 like do a, a still image and they show, not a still image, they kind of just freeze frame and show Suicide Squad versus Starro the Conqueror. It's so funny, so funny. Only James Gunn would have thought of something like that, like that chapter type of thing that, that uh, Quentin Tarantino does. Here they are, the Suicide Squad versus this giant starfish. And it was great. He's violent and vicious. Oh my God. I'm kind of sad that they killed Starro because Starro 
couldn't even, but Superman couldn't even kill him, but they needed to give him something to do. And uh, it was interesting. And they, you know, Rick Flag and, and Peacemaker's big fight is so vicious and violent. And the way they use John Cena as Peacemaker, just throwing him around, it's like, I'm like, okay. He actually could play the Terminator now. Now I see it. I mean, he just was terrific. And, you know, when he gets, when Rick Flagg gets killed, he says, Peacemaker, what a joke. I, I could go on and on about spoilers. I'm pretty much just running through the whole film, but I just loved everything about this film. I just thought everything worked well. Some people don't like it. I thought it was exactly what James Gunn does and does well. Violence, gore, language, music, all the elements that he can bring that only he could do and he brought it and he brought it in spades and I am just so thankful we got this movie I can't recommend this movie enough I know some people might not like it but I don't know what to tell you this is the Suicide Squad this is what it should have been in 2016 not a PG-13 movie a rated R movie King Shark is terrific in it all the all the minor characters and the, I, there's no like really weak link I find in it he just did everything right. Only thing I might say is maybe don't kill Starro, but the way they did it was just, oh man, terrific. That's that's what people want to see. The Suicide Squad going off, doing a mission that nobody else can do because they're expendable. Perfect. Exactly what we needed. So I've got no complaints. Um, yeah. I just I, I, I love this film. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to close and uh, talk about some nice things that uh, what you can do. Okay, so let me close on, since I'm no longer going to talk about politics and things, I want to talk about something that I think you can do. And one of the things I think we can do, and I may be repeating myself, but I think it bears repeating. If you see a situation, try to find the positive in it, no matter what. No matter what. And it's very hard, because if you... Your energy as a person vibrates on a certain level. And if you look at something in a negative way, that vibration is coming off on you. And it allows you to attract bad stuff or things that you may necessarily not want. So try to see the good things, even when it's not a good situation. Because there's always something positive in that situation. It's very hard. I'm not saying this is easy. It's not easy. But if you can learn to do this, you will be able to take any situation and, and move forward. No matter what it is, you can find it. Because you're going to do it. Another thing you can do, think about the thing that you want. Think about it and talk about it as, it's, as if it has already happened. Talk about it as if it's already happened. And continue doing that and feel how you would feel if you had what you wanted. And if you can feel that before you have it, you will have already gotten what you needed out of it. And you will be attracting more things, like-minded like things. Now, we're getting into metaphysical things here, so it's, it's hard to put it out of here. Some people will call this pseudoscience. I think it works. I think it can help you. 
So try to see the good in things. Um, I should have another interview sometime this week. Um, I've, a lot of things are going on. A lot of changes here and there. But I do have an interview already done. I just got to listen to it and you know edit it together. But it's there. It's, it's done. So I want to say thank you for listening. As always, you can find me at Justin Yachts. And I will see you next time on the DMF. Well, I don't quite understand what we watched, but it's kind of interesting, you know? I mean, listening to this, this fellow, Justin Yance has a very peculiar sense of film. As I say that, uh, he keeps talking about his interviews. Where are we going to get the interviews? I, I won't know. Well, I'm not sure when, but I think they're coming soon. I, we, we just need to keep watching on. Yes, but uh, I don't know. It's just, it seems ridiculous. Shouldn't we have the interviews already? Well, uh, I'm sure they're coming. We just got to keep working at it. All right. Well, on to the next episode.